0: Welcome back to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, where we are changing the complexion of wealth. Hope you enjoyed our Black History celebration that went on for five weeks. We just finished it up last week. Our last episode was with Hope Newsom. It was absolutely incredible. I hope you all enjoyed some of these black professionals that we highlighted for the month of February. And actually, Black History Month was running until March first, and we had another guest. We just didn't want to leave her off the list. We got hope on. So like I said, I hope you guys appreciate that. We still have some of the Minority Money merchandise available for you at minoritymoneymerch.com. And wanted to just wrap that up and say, thank you all for listening to the Minority Money Podcast Celebration of Black History Month. And we're going to move on from there. And we're continuing our celebration. And this month is actually Women's History Month yes, there is a such thing as Women's History Month. And upon further research, I'm going to give you guys a little background about what Women's History Month is when it started. And we're just going to have a show today dedicated to women. And when I think about that, and I think about Women's History Month, and I think about the impact that women have had on my life, obviously, and I think about the important women in my life, and I want to make sure that I can pay tribute to them today on this episode. But before we get into that, I wanted to be able to just kind of lay the foundation about what Women's History Month is, when it started, and why it's so important. I believe that this is incredibly important for us to take time to celebrate the women that are in our lives. Uh, Usually this happens on Mother's Day, right? But not every woman is a mother. So I think having an entire month that we can dedicate to not only the accomplishments, but the things that women have had to overcome. And they continue you know, to have to fight against things that are going on. And most of these things are caused by men. And so with that being said, I wanted to be able to make sure that we celebrated women with the Minority Money Podcast. So the first Women's History Day was actually in 1909. It was February 28th, 1909. That marked the first time we had women's history. It was in New York City and it commemorated the one year anniversary of the Garment Worker Strikes There's about 1,500 women that marched through lower Manhattan from 1909 to 1910. They're immigrant women who worked in garment factories, held a strike to protest their working conditions. Most of them were teenage girls. They're working about 12 hours a day in one factory. And they were paid about $15 a week. And when I'm sitting here thinking about this, you know, you think about these teenage girls and I have two teenage daughters. I have a 15-year-old daughter and I have a 13-year-old daughter. And I think about, you know, them working like that. From that day, from women's history, it took quite some time for there to become a women's history week. So, this thing started in the 1900s, early 1909, when this actually happened the first time. And then we don't have it the day becoming like a women's history week until 1978. To me, I was looking at this, and and this is just as I was going through, I was like, wow, that was a long, I mean, that's 70 years before we actually turned this into a week. Go on to the next one. In 1987, it actually became Women's History Month. So we started to talk about it as Women's History Month. It was President Jimmy Carter declared the week of March 8th Women's History Week across the country. By 1986, we had 14 states that declared the entire month of March Women's History Month. And I think, like, when you think about all of the things that they've done, women, this is, you know, just how important they are. There's no way that we should have taken this long, but the president declared every March to be Women's History Month, and that was in 1995 when we had that happen. So the theme for this month, 2021, every Women's History Month has a theme, and this month is the Valiant Women of the Vote. And if you think about this, like how important women voting in history was. Now we'll get into a little bit more about that, but. This was incredible. This was a fact that I found out that maybe you guys hadn't known yet, but Wyoming was the first place to grant women the right to vote. And listen to these dates. In Wyoming legislature, every woman had the right to vote. In 1869, they elected the country's first female governor, who was Nellie Ross. In 1924. This is something that doesn't get a lot of attention. There's not a lot of people that I've heard speaking about this. And I thought that was absolutely incredible that the Wyoming Territory had done that. The 19th Amendment, which, and I'll talk a little bit about that, but the 19th Amendment, which was the amendment that granted women the right to vote. And when this happened, women were allowed to vote, but not all women were allowed to vote. And this is an important fact to just kind of think about. While the law prohibited native american women black women asian women latino women from voting and among others it wasn't until 1924 that native women even born in the united states were granted citizenship and i think as we talk about women's history month i think it's very important for us to not overlook some of the struggles and i say like just normal things that men were given and we'll say mostly white men right but men had that women wouldn't get just for the fact of their sex. It just blows my mind. And so as we're going through this, we have Claudette Coven refused to give up her bussy nine months actually before Rosa Parks did it. This was something that I found out here recently. And I was just kind of taken back that this 15 year old girl, once again, we're talking about these teenage women. We talked about them in the beginning that started this women's history month when they did what they did in New York in 1901. These were teenage girls that started this then. And if we look at this, this was a teenage girl, again, who was 15, Claudette, that did not want to give up her seat. This was back on March 2nd. And I can only imagine how scary it had to be for this young girl. And so she doesn't want to give up her seat. And then we all know the story about Rosa Parks not giving up her seat and nothing to take away from Rosa Parks. And I'm positive without even, you know, looking at it, that there had to be other women that had probably did not give up their seats as well and didn't receive the recognition. Now, once again, this is not to take anything away from Rosa Parks and what she did. I think what Rosa Parks did was absolutely amazing and standing up for herself and changing history because of that protest that she had. We look at Jerry Cobb and Jerry Cobb was the first woman to pass the astronaut test but she wasn't allowed to travel in space due to her gender. And women pilots wanted to be a part of the research and the participation in space exploration, but the battle of the sexes would not allow them to be there. And that's something that I hadn't known. And so I'm just going over some of these less known facts. About 20 years later, Sally Ride was the first woman in space and the first gay astronaut. She became the first woman in space in June 18th of 1983. And she flew on the Challenger space shuttle. That's just impressive. And as we continue to go on here, this one right here is we're just going through years and there's about 20 astounding facts that we're going to go over. But just let this sink in. Women couldn't get their own credit card until 1974. I'll say it again. Women couldn't get their own credit cards until 1974. They couldn't get a credit card in their own name. They had to change this act where women could actually get credit cards. It's just crazy, right? And I know women are probably listening to this now and men and just like, wow, are you serious? Yes. It's the, it is actually called the Equal Credit Opportunity Act of 1974 when women actually could get their credit cards. And then the other things that I think that even in the midst of all of this, women make up 24% of Congress. That's here, 21% of Congress. And that is still low, I believe, because the United States population is about 50% women. So we have some room to make up. Also, women outnumber men as they get older. So the age of women at 85 outnumber men two to one. So as Beyonce said, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm going to quote Beyonce. as Beyonce said, she said, "Girls run the world. Who runs the world? Girls. They outlive us. I mean, everyone knows that, that women just outlive us. And women are earning more college degrees than men. About 57 percent of bachelor' degree holders in 2018 were women. Now, just because women are graduating at a higher rate, you would think that we wouldn't have this gender pay gap that is going on, but there is a gender pay gap. Really, it's a chasm because it's a huge pay gap in between how women are paid and how men are paid. And that still persists. Another fun number that I like to throw out there is that 14% of active duty military is made up of women. I believe 18% of reserves and Coast Guard are made up of women as well. So women have always been a very, very integral part, even in the military when they were allowed to participate. Marie Curie was the first woman to win the Nobel Peace Prize. And then we had Eleanor Roosevelt held the first, this is in March 6, 1933. She had the first women's press conference. It was the first one that they had ever had. And this is in March 6, 1933, Eleanor Roosevelt. And then we have Aretha Franklin, she was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was inducted in 1987, and she was the first woman and also the first Black woman to be there. And one thing that I wanted to do, I didn't want to be remiss and just, there's tons of things in history that women have done. And I don't want to overlook those things. And, And I know I'm not covering everything, but I'm just highlighting some things that I think were really important. And then we cannot celebrate women, talk about women and talk about the accomplishments and not talk about our vice president, Kamala Harris, the first woman of color and the first woman vice president of these great United States. This has been like for me to see Kamala Harris become the president and then to be able to have conversations with my daughters and my wife about seeing a woman in that office. Like I can only imagine how, I know how it felt for me when I seen President Barack Obama as our president, as a black man. I know what that felt like for me and as a woman and as black women for my daughters and for all the other, you know, for my aunt, I can only imagine what my grandmother would have had to say. And I wanted to start there and I wanted to just go ahead and start in with my grandmother. I can't have, you know, women's history and not think about my grandmother. My grandmother was born in 1932. She was born in the South, born in Arkansas. And my grandmother was one of the strongest women I've ever met. Let me correct that. She was the strongest woman I had ever met. You know, the family's matriarch. And I think about all the great things that she taught me, the life lessons that she poured into me and what she was to our family. And you think about, especially in the black families, you have a lot of, you know, women that have had to pick up the torch for men that weren't there. And we won't even get into the reasons why men weren't there because we're going to focus on the women, but the women had in the black community. Yeah. I say that in most communities, I won't even just say black women period have always picked up the slack, always taking care of things for the people that they love. And what I wanted to say was just, You know, I think about my mom. I think about my grandmother. I think about my wife. I think about my daughters. I don't have any sisters, but I think about all of the women in this world. And I think about all the contributions that they've made. And, you know, especially, you know, I see my wife and I see the different mini hats that she has to wear. And I see her be, you know, a loving mother. You know, I see her taking care of our kids. I see you know, her getting them ready. I see her trying to make sure everything in the household is running right. I know she is the bank manager at her job and I see her trying to keep all that stuff in order, keep the kids in order. And then I guess every once in a while she spends time with her husband too. But I just want to say that I don't know how women do it. I don't know how they've overcome so many obstacles and continued to love and be kind and be everything that women are and how wonderful they are to make this world go round. I wouldn't even say, I know we talked a lot about what happens in the United States and the history of what's going on in the United States, but women across the world have been incredibly important integral in all the developments and everything that we've done. And only thing I wanted to do today was just share with the women that are listening, women that are in my life and on behalf of all men, just say thank you, thank you for your contribution, thank you for your perseverance, thank you for your hard work, thank you for everything that you do, and thank you for doing it even when you don't receive a thank you. I can't say enough. So that was it. I just wanted to celebrate and say thank you to all the women that don't get to hear thank you enough. This is Imran Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast, where we are changing the complexion of wealth.